Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 19 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Vecchione. Welcome to today's episode. Thanks for joining us today. November is National Adoption Month. Today, I'll be speaking with Simon Ben of Thriving Adoptees. Simon Ben, who is located in the United Kingdom, is a podcaster, advocate, speaker, and an adult adoptee. Simon was adopted at five weeks old, and he was told very early on. So he does not remember not knowing about his adoption journey. His childhood was good and adoption wasn't an issue. At the age of 40, he found a childhood teddy bear that was a gift from his birth mom. A volcano of anger erupted within him, and then a feeling of being unloved. Adoption had left him hot, and his business success left him cold. This kick-started a learning process, and eventually sharing what he's learned through Thriving Adoptees. You can find Simon on thrivingadoptees.com, And his podcast, Thriving Adoptees, are available anywhere you find your podcasts. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I have the honor of knowing Simon Ben, who is an amazing podcaster. I've been on his wonderful podcast, Thriving Adoptees. I highly recommend it. He founded Thriving Adoptees, which is a community resource podcast and much, much more. And I invited Simon onto FASD Hope because this month we're talking about voices and adoption. And as an adoptive mom, I really feel like voices of those adoptees, especially those adult adoptees who have been through the whole cycle from birth to adulthood as an adoptee, I feel like your voices, those voices are the most important that we we need to listen to, especially to help our children grow and feel validated and feel the best in in who they are and who they can be. So with that lengthy introduction, I welcome Simon Ben to FASD Hope. Simon, welcome to our show. Thank you very much, Natalie. So this is incredible for me because I've just finished uh, interviewing uh, for, for my podcast, now I'm being interviewed by you, That's and then when when we wrap up, I've got another interview. So I'm 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 changing hats back and forth today. Oh my so. goodness! Oh my goodness! Yeah. And we, you know, as podcasters, we know we do that often. It's you know, it's it's a joy to be interviewing someone, and it's also. Uh, wonderful to be on somebody's podcast. So yeah, yeah, that's great. So let's talk about your adoption journey. Um, I shared a little bit about it in in our intro and um, just share what, you know, whatever you're comfortable with about your adoption journey and then how it kind of led you to forming and founding uh, Thriving Adoptees. Sure. Um, So I'm going to keep this really short because I want to ask you a question, actually. Um, so uh, I was I'm 54 I was adopted at five weeks old um, and I had a really good adoption okay so I attached well I think that's the jargon to my mum to my mum dad 
And uh, I had, but I had just usual kid issues growing up. I had no adoption issues at all till I hit, I was told very young that I was adopted. I was told before I was two because my little sister was coming along. My mum and dad were adopting a, a, a little girl um, who's not my biological, you know. From, but um, so until I hit 40, um, and then I had, uh, I found out that my, the teddy bear that I'd had for as long as I could remember was actually a gift from my birth mother. And that, my first reaction to that was one of curiosity. And then about five, I don't know, I don't know. Um, why say five weeks? No, not five weeks. I don't know how long it was. A couple of months later, I was talking to somebody about finding out that the teddy bear was from my my birth mother and I had this big explosion of anger towards my birth mum which I'd never never felt before never I never I'd never even thought of my birth mother never mind feeling negatively about her but um I you know I, the, the the words that came out of my mouth without the swear words that actually occurred at the time was my my mum my birth mum, my mum didn't love me enough to keep me. She gave me the teddy bear as a conservation prize. So, but it came, I'm giving it very laconic and, and, and laid back, but this was, this was violent. And this was a violent eruption of anger out of my mouth with the swear words, which obviously I'm not going to repeat here. And the, um, and the lady I was with, I was talking to, she said, very gently, um, Simon, I'm a mum, and I don't think it was really like that. And with those words, the uh, volcano of anger stopped erupting. Maybe there was a little bit of smoke coming out of the top of the volcano, but it stopped erupting. And um, so that was 14 years ago. So around that time, uh, some the business success that had eluded me for a long time um, occurred, happened, and didn't make me feel any better whatsoever. So I thought that hitting this target was going to make me happy and stop me worrying about business, but it didn't. So I had two things going on in my life. Um, the idea that business success hadn't made me happy and adoption was making me unhappy. And those that so that was the the stuff going on for me in, in my life at that time so my antennae I were up and I was look where's happiness going to come from so long story short learned some stuff sold my business decided to help others tried loads of stuff eventually found myself into um, uh, in, in the adoption space guesting on podcasts a year ago, a year ago now, um, in November 2020, 2020, launching my podcast in April 21, and just having a, an amazing time, having fantastic conversations with adoptive parents and adoptees. I love hearing that, Simon. You took something that transformed you you took your adoption journey that transformed you and i think you know on the outside of this you filled a need because i don't see many adoptee 
<laughs> putting thriving and adoptee together is wonderful. I don't see a whole lot of communities for adult adoptees where they can have honest conversations, where they can be resources for each other, and where you can share your journeys with us so that we can become more aware. So I am just so thankful that you took what was initially very painful for you and very frustrating and, and transformed it into this wonderful community, which is thriving adoptees. Thank you. Um, but I do feel part of the, uh, I do feel part of a, a community doing this. I feel part of the adoption community. I feel part of the podcasting, podcasting and uh, the, the adoption podcasting community. Yes. And I feel part of the community that wants more for adult adoptees uh, and um, and kid kid adopted kids I, I i feel part of that i don't think i would I, I i just think i probably i haven't got it so i haven't so i would i'm i'm looking at it quite narrowly like oh it's a facebook group has oh simon's got a facebook group for adoptees no i haven't no and i haven't i i'm i i've got a, i've got a community of people i'm part of a community of people that want to do more for adopted kids can I ask you, you a question, Ram? Absolutely. Okay. What's the single most important uh, question that your listeners want answering? How can I best support my child as he or she ages on this journey? So we can help them with whatever, like you said, volcano of anger, feelings of grief, anything like that. How can we best support our children? And that's actually coming from myself too. you know, having two children who have very two very different adoption journeys. I think that would be the most asked question that our listeners have is how can we best support you? You know, you're you you having gone through this journey and being able to look back and have some, you know, retrospect, what are the ways that you have found that best supported you in seeking validation, seeking um, resources, answers on your journey? So I, I'm, I'm going to break it down into two bits. Okay. Okay. So the first bit is it's about us, full stop. As in, like me and my wife haven't got any kids. There's some reasons for that that I don't really want to go into. Um, but when I say it's about us, I mean it, 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 it's about us as a adoptive parents. I'm grouping myself in with you, though I'm not. So what I mean is my relationship with my wife is about me not about her so it's about my my level of consciousness so and with uh and, and i hear it from some adoptive parents and a lot of them uh i guess i i, I that i'm uh I'm talking to more, more the, the, the you know the self-aware ones um, like yourself. So I would say it, it's about 
our levels of consciousness. So the one thing that makes the difference for, for me, for any, any person in the world, in my opinion, is the level of consciousness that we're coming from. So, you know, that, so that, that's the one thing that, okay. that I would say. So that's right. the first, yes. So that's, that's the, first. the first thing. Okay. That's the first thing. So I'm going to make that a bit practical for you. Um, you know, I've just been recording a podcast with a, 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 a woman who runs um, an organization called Chosen, and it's post-adoption support training, really, for Pat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny Lord, great lady. And she was talking about naughty steps. You don't do time out with kids with trauma, right? Because time out and naughty steps is like shame. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? Especially, right. especially when you have when when there's attachment, you know, Sorry. issues involved when when there, you know, when you have we know that any child who's been placed for an adoption, any child who ha- is adopted has those attachment issues innate, whether, you know, even though they've had a very positive experience or whether they've been adopted, you know, very young or at birth. Or, you know, even more so if they're in foster care, if they're in, you know, um, any type of child welfare type of, of system. So I, I agree. I think that that timeout type of punitive, punitive punishment is very detrimental to, to any child, but particularly children who have been adopted because you have that attachment issue internally. So. Don't make kids wrong. Yes. Don't make them feel ashamed. Don't, I... So, um, I don't know, is, is that kind of like... I'm writing this all down, Simon. <laughs> is that practical enough? Right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and it's it goes against, and I, I apologize, but just because our, our listeners do ask these questions. And since when we talk about parenting with a brain first perspective, so thinking about the brain and how the brain functions, this goes hand in hand with what we're talking about in terms of don't shame. You know, this is not a behavior you're seeing. This is something that's that's a symptom of trauma of of something that has not been addressed. So yes, especially, you know, that statement, don't make kids wrong. That really resonates. I think that will resonate not it resonates with me, but I think that will resonate with with so many of our listeners. And and I'm I'm thinking about um, I'm thinking about another way of putting the same thing. Um, And, you know, from a, I used to have a, a small team of, of staff working for me in my old business. And people, I once heard something saying, like, catch them doing something right. So the, 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 the consciousness, the, the, the consciousness piece there is it, it, I've given you, I've given you, uh, I've given you one, one resource. You know, it's it kind of kind of left brainish. If people want, if people want a more right brainy 
answer <laughs> spiritual take on this yes and um then don 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 miguel ruiz has a book called voice of knowledge uh, uh which the first 20 20 minutes of uh, a pure gold a pure gold in terms of our perceptions of of who we are so and this kind of leads into my second bit which is the number one thing that adopted people think or believe is that they're not good enough. There's something wrong with them. So we've got to get better at making kids and adults and everybody see uh, see that that's not true so and essentially the the better that we can see our own perfection as adoptive parents or podcast adoption podcasters you know whatever me um the better that we can see our own perfection the more likely we are we're going to be able to and uh, we're going to be able to help our kids see their own perfection i think that our society i think you're changing the conversation our society so often there's so much shame and stigma just in general and just just period and really taking the honesty in the conversation of adoption and saying okay what traditionally may work you need to parent, you need to engage, interact with your loved one, whether it be spouse, whether it be child, whether it be relative, you need to engage with them about them and thinking about their journey in, in this, because it is a journey and, and you may never have the answers you're seeking, you know, and, and again, coming as a mom with my children, having two totally different experiences, you know, I know one child has answers. One child will never have answers. So hearing those those two points that you're you're discussing, it really makes you think you really have to be introspective on this journey as a parent. And you really also have to think out of the box. You know, I, I think that I'm, I'm hoping that through, you know, podcasts like yours, podcasts like ours, and communities and getting the conversation, the, the guests that you have on your show, you do such a wonderful job addressing all angles of adoption, you know, and all angles and perspectives of the adoption journey. Um, and then how you're, and I, I say that you're building a community because I, we're podcasters. I, I love being a podcaster. I know you do too. I really enjoy it. And you know, it may be a, it may not be a, a physical community that we can see or interact with, like if we were at a conference, but we do have a community of people listening to us every week that we're thankful for. So I, I really am just a, appreciative of, of your honesty. And I am appreciative, especially of your, your perspective, because it will help me and it will definitely help those listeners who 
are, you know, who have little ones, you know, <laughs> who, who are, are just starting this journey. Thank you. So the, the podcast is about new perspectives. So uh, the perspective that uh, I think uh, is totally wrong, um, that, that everybody falls for, is this idea that adoptees are wounded. So I didn't think I was wounded until I read The Primal Wound. And then I thought I was. And then I realised I wasn't. And that's really easy to say. But, you know, if I'm wounded, how's it long? How long, you know, how long is it going to take my child to heal? What is it? What's wounded? Uh, how many of my episodes pretty much all my episodes are interviews but that I do the occasional monologue um, and I have got yeah, and I've also I've got a debate with another another Brit guy adopted guy about the same age as me and we look into this primal wound and if I can sum it up um, a wound she's Nancy Vero is talking about a wound and she's using a metaphor. It's quite a dark metaphor. My, so my question to you, because otherwise I can be rambling on about here, is so we're primarily wounded. What is it that's wounded? What's wounded? You know, I think people would answer that. I, I think people would answer that differently. Honestly, I yeah, your, your opinion. What's your opinion on what's wounded? My opinion to say, if you're wounded on this journey, I think it's your sense of, and, and again, I'm, I'm talking as a, a mom, your opinion, yeah. you know, I'm only asking for your opinion. I think it's your sense of self and, and um, your sense of feeling like you're valued, feeling like you're, you know, what you had discussed that you, those feelings that you encountered, you know, when, when you were 40, that those feelings of when you talk about, you had that feeling of being in love. So that I think many people would translate to, okay, feeling, you know, self-worth, self-awareness, self-value, those feelings, your feeling of yourself being wounded, you know, who you are as, as a, as a person, as an individual. Yes. I think that, I think that's a, 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 a great, uh, a, a great sum up, and that's how I felt. But, but then what I realised is that we're fundamentally unwoundable. So the we, right? By the we, I mean spirit. I mean the unconditioned mind. I mean who we truly are. Where so, I, I to to make this a little bit easier. You've heard? Have you heard my diamond mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. metaphor? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's not mine, actually. It's a guy called Michael Neal. Um, so I'll explain it to the audience, to the listeners, right? So um, there's a French guy that says, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. The spirit is the diamond. The diamond is the toughest known substance 
the toughest substance known to man or woman. It's the toughest thing. And you can't scratch a diamond. You can't wound a diamond. You can't wound it. It's unwoundable. Who we truly are is unwoundable. However, life's a contact sport. The human experience. The human experience, all the trauma is in the human experience. All the wounding is in the in in the human experience. All the pain, all the suffering, all the trauma, all the anger, all the feelings of insecurity, all the thoughts, all of that, they're in that human experience. And but they're society, not in the diamond. They're not correct. in the diamond. And not in the diamond. Yeah. The diamond is priceless, mm-hmm. unwoundable. Mm-hmm spiritual essence of who we truly are yes. but as society especially in the west we're obsessed yes. with the human stuff yes we're not obsessed with who we are with the diamond we're trying exactly. to change we're trying and uh, with the diamond and you know i we we were introduced by robbie so check out mm-hmm. robbie yes check out robbie shout podcast. out to robbie seal fast family shout out. Sorry. <laughs> yes FASD family life. Yes. Yeah. So Robbie came on my podcast. She introduced you to me. You came on my podcast. Now we're having this conversation, right? I asked, I asked Robbie, he's got kids with FASD, right? Is there a moment's peace? Because uh, I don't understand FASD, right? As I, like, it, 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 I understand it's brain injury, da da da. I, I'm th- I, but my question to Robbie was, is there any is there ever any peace? Are, you know, are, are your kids ever peaceful? Are they, are, you know, are they, are, are they having a meltdown 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year? And she said, no, there is, there is peace. Okay, so we, we know that peace is possible. So let's focus on more peace. Yes. The piece, the piece is all in the, the piece is kind of like in the diamond bit, you know. It's, yes. It's when when kids have got less on the mind, when they've got less on the plate, like as adults. Less of the human experience that is grinding at you, you know, being able yeah, to kind of, yeah. that piece. Because yeah. I, I agree 100 percent with Robbie. There are there can be very peaceful moments on this journey. You know, there are also very you know, challenging, painful moments, but there are also very peaceful, beautiful moments on, on this journey too. And, but again, like you said, we, as a society, we focus on the human. The biggest, so I did all this consciousness journey learning that I'm talking about here with non-adoptees. And I know that they don't feel good enough either. I thought I wasn't good enough at business. I wasn't good at, as good at business as my dad. I thought I wasn't good enough because I was um, uh, because I was uh, adopted. I was you know, rejected. I had this thought that came into my head that they like. I was totally focused on what was wrong with me. I was focused on the poop, the poop. As it's a family show, the poop, the poop of of our traumatic feelings and thoughts obscures 
the perfection of we of of who we truly are. So our job and like our job as adoptive parents is to see our perfection in ourselves. We can say we're perfect, we're perfect with our imperfections. If if you think oh Simon's saying, well, no, but I need to lose weight before I can do that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um the stuff, the truth comes from the better we can see the perfection of who we are, we are, the better able we're going to be able to see help our kids see the perfection of who they are. And that's it. That's it. It's it, it's simple, but I, I've got to that point of of by studying after studying this stuff for about fourteen years, mm. and, and I've told you I've told you that I, I consume two hours of audios mm-hmm. a day listening, mm-hmm. and and I and, and and that's helped me get to that to to that, and that is all there is. We need to see our own perfection, and we. Ha- and, and help our kids see that, in my opinion. We've covered almost every question that I had to ask you today. Um, just especially, again, having your perspective, having your viewpoint for parents who have adopted, for parents who are considering adopted, for parents who are foster parenting, what you're saying is really valuable to them because again, it's coming from a lived experience perspective. It's not coming from someone who claims that they're an expert or or whatever it's coming from for, for me. And I think for many parents listening and for many self-advocates for, for many people, the lived experience really is, is the most valuable experience because I think you get to see, as you're talking about, you get to see it from a very honest standpoint. So I really want to give you a platform for thriving adoptees and and just share the podcast ways that people can can learn from not only you, but what you're doing. I I know this has been a a big change, you know, especially since the COVID pandemic and going from in-person speaking engagements to, you know, being online and whatnot, but I'd like to give you a platform for thriving adoptees in your work. So, um, okay, please share away. Thank you. So seeing is the seeing, seeing things differently is the difference that makes the difference. We live in a world that's obsessed with strategies. So the Thriving Adoptees podcast is about bringing different perspectives. Uh, it's 20% story, 80% empowerment, uh, as in what people have seen differently. Um, and there's a host of different people being involved on it. Um, I would say in the spirit of what I've talked about so far, the single best episode to listen to, other than yours and Robbie's, of course, um, is one by Holly and Petri, who's an adoptive foster mum, foster adoptive mum. I get the jargon confused. Um, and it's about, and she talks about unpacking our own baggage as adoptive parents. 
So I would I would start there. And uh, unpacking our own baggage as as adoptive parents, and um, uh, and so that that's what I would urge you. To, I would urge you to do is to is to see see you know like I I often use this phrase from one of my mentors. It's hard to see the the picture when we're in the frame. It's hard to see the picture when we're in the frame, and usually we when we do see the picture we see it as a negative we see we see the poop rather than the diamond uh, when we're looking at a picture of ourselves in the frame everybody's focused in on the strategies and the behaviors we need to go right upstream to the 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 difference that makes a difference which is how we see ourselves and how our kids see themselves and that's really the root, I think. If you're if you're visualizing this as, as sort of like a, a tree or living, it it's really just the root, the core of of who we are. You know that that again, that's the soul. You know the the essence of. And if you go to that, and if you parent with that perspective in mind, I think that you will be able to walk alongside your child on this journey. And, you know, as they get older and, and the feelings and um, the experiences that they um, encounter, you can be alongside with them to, to walk along with them and to be supportive. You bring such wisdom to the adoption conversation. And I really, really appreciate that. So. We are ending this episode. Um, we're airing it in November, which is adoption month. Um, if you've listened to my episodes, I always like to end on hope, especially for those families out there who are having a lot of hard in their journeys, you know, and encountering a lot of hard. What words of hope can you give to those families and to those any actually just anyone? What words of hope can you give to anyone? involved in the adoption journey well uh three things um you are a diamond uh your child is a diamond everyone in the world is a diamond we just don't know who we are that's the first thing and the second thing is, I've had a really easy ride of my life, but the the lady that inspired me had the toughest start imaginable. She wanted to be adopted because uh, she was abused by her dad, sexually abused, and abused in any other way as well. Um, so if she can, I, I, I so like, I'm not coming from a hard space, right? I'm not coming from a hard place. So, well, what does Simon know? Well. I know that if if uh, my mentor Liz can get through what she get through and inspire me, then anybody can get through anything. Um, if you're in the poop, keep walking. And with those words, we will end this episode. Simon Ben of Thriving Adoptees, thank you so much for being on FASD Hope today. Thank you for the opportunity, Athlete. It's been great. 
Thanks again for listening to FASD Hope with Natalie Beckion. If you like our show and want more information, check out FASDHope.com or please leave us a five-star rating and review and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us again next week and remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.